Welcome one and all, this is MJ uh, hosting another uh, fully operational analysis. This time I'm going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 1, Chapter 6, The Prisoner. And because Disney Plus is funny with things, yes, I'm going to have a hard time. So this was, uh, the writing on this was different. It was So it was directed by Rick Fum. Famuyiwa, that's his name. I kept thinking it was Famuyuki, so I thought, how strange is this, you know, black man has a Japanese last name, but that's not the case. Rick Famuyiwa, that is his name. So he was the director of the episode, but the credits on this are weird. The teleplay was written by Christopher Yost and Rick Famuyiwa, and the story was by Christopher Yost. I don't think I know the name Christopher Yost from The Mandalorian Sounds like maybe, maybe by uh, somebody I could have heard from in Clone Wars or something, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, regardless, here we are. This was an episode, uh, and I liked it a lot. I gotta say, I really loved all the tension in the episode. Um, it was interesting. There were a lot of kind of, uh, there were a lot of callbacks to things, and I don't, I'm not gonna say they're bad that they were callbacks, um, but just, it was interesting that they were callbacks, and I don't quite uh, know the motivation behind them, but, uh, I'm okay with them. Um, they were enjoyable in the moment. I just don't know if they maybe took away from it overall, especially because the last episode had, uh, episode five, chapter five, whatever, also had a lot of callbacks in it. And uh, maybe it's too much. I don't know. Um, we don't need to be overly self-referential in my opinion. But anyway, uh, I got to say the things I liked most about the episode were just how, uh, not energetic it was, but how the energy shifted. Well, <laughs> This episode, I don't know if it was the writing, I don't know if it was the music, I don't know if it was the direction, maybe it was the combination of the three, gave me very strong emotions. Uh, I felt the menace of uh, the crew, I'm going to call them. I felt the menace of the crew, I felt how uncomfortable Mando was with them, and uh, this was an interesting feeling that I kind of liked. I liked how uh, they kind of recontextualized Mando up until now, so for the last, you know, I guess the first episode, we didn't really know him. He was just kind of a, a hard case, <laughs> call him that. And then episodes two, three, four, and five, uh, so it's four episodes, we see like a good guy arc forming for the Mandalorian. And then here, in episode six, there is an allusion to some planet where they did something, and apparently he worked with this crew a lot, minus Bill Burr's character, Medfeld. Is it Medfeld or Mayfeld? Anyway, I think it's Medfeld, but I could be wrong. Anyway, I loved his character, by the way. Uh, I enjoy the comic stylings of a Bill Burr from time to time. Uh, I'm pretty sure when I was a lot younger, I watched one of his specials. Um, I've heard him on different uh, shows and stuff and checked out episodes of his podcast as well and enjoyed those, thought they were funny. And I just love the energy that he brought to the episode. I wonder, like, the dig about the <laughs> Republic, New Republic guy's shoes. Like, was that all Burr or was that in the script already? Because uh, I, I really liked how, like, the camera glanced down to it. It felt like it had a lot of personality. And... Um, it was interesting. It was, it was a very different energy, but getting back to, uh, the main part of the episode, or I guess back to what I was talking about with the episode is that I found it really interesting how you had that, like you felt their menace and their malice and like this, like kind of very uncomfortable, um, set of emotions or like a nervousness almost. And then that increased when they got onto the ship and they found the child and they start messing with them. Um, and then we have the, you know, things just escalate worse and worse and worse from there. And I just really enjoyed how much, uh, it was like a very simple, straightforward action. I noticed, um, towards the end, like in the, 
I guess towards the climax, it wiped from like three different four sets, three or four different sets of characters, and it kept going back and forth. You know, the classic Star Warsy thing. But the action that was going on was semi-pedestrian. You had Zero chasing down the child, in uh, or finding out about you know Mando betraying the guild, and then um, looking for the child, and then you have uh, Mando kind of attacking these other. Uh, people and then uh, Midfeld is just like kind of going after him slowly and it's not super super exciting until it gets to the very end there um, but I thought that was interesting that despite the fact that we were seeing some kind of pedestrian stuff mixed in with more interesting things like the scope of it it's not space battles it's people walking around hallways but it still felt very exciting very threatening and I think part of that was the design of the episode um, I, I don't know if you would call this a bottle episode or a bottle story. Um, it could be. I don't know the technical definitions. I It's been a long time since I've studied like the different story structures, um, like over a decade probably. And uh, I don't know, but like I think the point of the bottle stories is that tension begins to build as you get towards the end, and finally there's the release, the climax, and the denouement, everything. But I just loved how the discomfort and the... Uh, tension increased it got ratcheted up like every couple minutes there was like a new threshold of discomfort reached and it just kept going up from there and uh again like the allusions to mando's past like maybe he's done some really evil stuff was really interesting i don't think it it doesn't make me like him more it makes me because uh, he was you know a worse person it makes me more interested in this character and how he got like maybe how he was in a really dark place and he like pulled back from that and what that means for him because that means that his uh, arc since the start of the show was an arc that he was already on and it's not like rescuing the child was the start of it it was another turning point inflection a point where he could have turned back or like stunted his growth and just stayed who he was and only sought to survive versus I don't know is he trying to thrive now by building uh, by trying to uh, you know win win friends and influence people I don't know but um, you know he's definitely changing and it's interesting to see just how, like the, the kind of crew he rolled with and how rough they were, um, and like what that means, what that implies about him as a character and as a person. I find that really fascinating. But anyway, so that's on the story element, but then the way it was presented, the execution of, of the, like I said, the writing, the music, the directing, uh, was really excellent because it just kept getting higher and higher and higher, and uh, it was really satisfying to see that he didn't actually kill them because there's a reluctance for the Mando to kill people. Um, but then again, like these two monsters, like the the Twilight male the brother, I don't remember his name. Uh, he seemed like a real beast. Uh, and then the dude who hired him, um, maybe Mando's like, you know, if this guy's running these kinds of jobs, like who knows how many other innocent people he's, you know, willing to get, you know, killed. And I worked with them for a time for a purpose, whatever. Uh, like, uh, I'm not gonna let this persist. Uh, so if they die, they die. And that's great. Cause you know, ultimately, you know, they were probably gonna try to kill me anyway, which I mean, maybe there's a subtext that I guess the whole plan, I guess the plan the whole time was that he was going to kill them or that they were going to try to kill Mando because it seemed like he was the one who was responsible for the brother getting caught because he was you know, left behind or whatever. So uh, I find him kind of taking the revenge on, on them in that way uh, pretty interesting. And then, uh, one last thing. At the very end of the episode, I'd say it's the very end of the episode, that um, uh, Mando turns to the child and says, I told you that was a bad idea. And I thought that was a real fun moment. Um, I, to me, I don't know if that, I don't know why that moment was there. If it was to show us like the emotional connection forming between them has deepened and, um, perhaps that it's maintained that he hasn't lost who he is cause he's 
still soft. He's he, he's in that softer posture. He's talking to the child as opposed to just clamming up and being silent the whole time. And we're seeing that, so it's you know a significant thing because we're the audience, right? Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, um, and it was funny. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it seemed like it, it was funny in the moment. And I thought about like, wait, did he was he telling like, hey, uh, kid. Um, I'm going to take this job and, uh, the money's going to be good, but I'm just not sure it's a good idea. What do you think? And the kid was like, oh. and then he was like, mm, yeah, I hear you, but I don't think it's a good idea. Um, like, is that what happened? I don't know. Anyway, I'm really happy that, uh, the Twi'lek, the Deveronian and Bill Burr are going to be back. Um, or at least I heard Bill Burr's character returns in season two and that's exciting because he's a, he's a, a mean man. He's a mean man and he's very enjoyable to watch be mean. Um, and I just, I was just surprised that I enjoyed the performance. That was like very well done. Um, like he, he didn't carry the episode, but like he almost carried the episode cause he was just like that enjoyable to watch. And it was like interesting to see like, you know, Mando's all armored up and he's, you know, whatever. Um, you can't see him. He's inscrutable, but you, you know, get a sense of his emotions and his feelings, whatever, because the interactions he has with people, but like where, and he's so silent. Whereas Medfeld, I think it was Medfeld, it could be Mayfeld, I don't know. Um, it's like just boisterous and he's out there and he's like vulgar and attacking and like constantly barking. Uh, so Mando's like this silence. And then, you know, the Mayfeld presents like this great foil to him because he's just like attack, 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 burp, 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 burp. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting dynamic. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. And I, I liked like the, the bit of that it added to the lore that he was his Imperial sharpshooter and he's not like a stormtrooper because Mando, you know, snipes at that. <clears throat> Pun intended. Thanks. It's, it's a dad joke. There you go. Anyway, and uh, I, I just, I thought that was cool. So lots of fun. Um, again, it was like, you know, there's only so many stories, but the way the execution of this was just on fleek. I loved it. <laughs> it was very good. It was wizard, one could say. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. I'm trying to make these a little shorter because I want to keep going. Uh, I want to get to the next season already. And, uh, you know, I want to respect your time too. Respect your time and my time. So anyway, visit mgmunoz.com to see all the other stuff I do. I'm a writer. I'm an artist and I'm a podcaster. Uh, I have mgmunoz.com slash fo where you can find all my fully operational analyses of a bunch of different Star Wars stuff. And I uh, hope you enjoy that. You can also poke around, see some of my writing, see my comics, uh, coverage or analysis, uh, see my writing and, uh, also see my tokusatsu stuff. If you're into people in suits like fighting, cause tokusatsu is full of that. You got bug men, you got army ish people. Um, anyway, uh, lots of fun. And, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. So until next time, folks, take care. <laughs>